0: The Red Rum Theater, episode 126, the 2021 All Media Roundup. Where I slipped into the landslide, and I got swallowed up in my pride, was it thing which you planted in. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every single month, look at one of the movies that raises us up. Talk about how that movie raises us right and raises us wrong. But today we talk about our favorite media from 2021. This is the year kind of media came back. Because 2020 kind of... Everything. Everyone was waiting for the world to reopen, so movies got pushed back. Everything was waiting for 2021, so a lot of movies finally came out. Theaters were open. I was in the theaters a lot this year, yo. Well, there was another common theme of movies being just straight up released to streaming. Streaming, and we're which counting is crazy. That. So for us, of a film nowadays, it's funny because remember back in the you day, remember <laughs> there used to be. Um, a made-for-TV movie, and that meant it was lower quality. Yes. Nowadays, people have no concept of that, because that just means Netflix, that means Hulu, Amazon Prime shows, which are not as good as, like, digital releases, but it's close. Well, I think (laughs) that when The Irishman came out on Netflix... Oh, that man. let you realize, okay, if Scorsese is going to yeah, if gonna go straight to Netflix, it's worthy of the Academy. Didn't they like release it for one day in two theaters or something? They did. Just so it could technically be... Because Academy drew a line in the sand because they don't want... They are trying to keep Netflix out of the fight. So they said, you got to be in the theater. You can't no more. Nope, you can't. Netflix is a monster. So here's our... We're going to go through our top... Tony's top five, my top five. Some of them are mixed... Um, for music, for movies, for all the stuff. So, Tony's going to start us off with his, um, his number five movie for the year. Listen. Or not in order. These are not in order. Okay. This is one of my five. One of your five for the year. So, I'm going to start with Candyman. Woo! Which I saw in the theater, which was an empty theater, and it was (laughs) great. Great. Um... The original Candyman scared the bejesus dude, out of I me. I watched it as a grown man. It is still, it's so still, messed up. It, st- like, it still scares me, dude. Let me tell you something about this new one. So the writers of this new one took the original Candyman and turned it into a new story that shows you that Candyman is not just a horror figure, this is a something that reappears throughout history. It's amazing how, and like a few of the Candymans weren't like even bad guys. They were forced into this role where they had to be. And it's a very for the times uh, deals with racism and police brutality. Ooh, hot Button issues, but maybe. the Candyman is still the kills are brutal, and the trailer scared. It's me. the trailer in the girl's bathroom was it's amazing. wild. Ooh. it's wild. But Candyman was a movie that stuck out this year for me. Okay, oh, my first one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Super cheese on you, everybody. This is a Netflix original. My my I have a 11 year old daughter, 10 year old son. And my daughter is now into uh, musicals. She likes watching Disney, like Descendants, which is like the the children of the villains of Disney movies. She's watched um, Zombie, which is like a a zombies is a Disney musical. Zombies, it's like zombies go to the high school and they're like they're they're like they're like they're a clique in high school. And they wear the Z band to keep. And them they're going, zombies for real. They're zombies who've been like, like undead zombies. Like it's like Shaun of the Dead. It's the it's it's the it's the guy inside the garage. That's <laughs> hilarious. And they wear the Z so They don't crave brains anymore, so they can live with pop people. But the the regulars don't. This like This is them. a thing. There's Zombies 1 and 2, and Part 3 is coming out. My daughter's pumped for Part 3. And they're, they're, it's music. Okay, so just so you know, Zombies is not his pick. <laughs> <laughs> zombies 2 was where. Three's at. coming out full. <laughs> it's already going on 2022. <laughs> But, so I decide <laughs> I've never watched any of these musicals. I never I missed the high school musical train, didn't watch I it. didn't watch any of them. That's where Zach, uh Efron got yes, started, right? Yep. Who else got started up there? I have no idea. I there's some girl that, that made about. it from that show. Okay, anyways, so those shows, that movies were huge. I, I, I missed that tribute. They were huge. So there's a new high school musical on Netflix. We turn it on as a family. I'm like, we'll oh, give it a, Lena wanted to watch it, we'll give it a try. So I turn it on, and five minutes in, and I'm like, okay, here we go. R- run away, his parents are dead, all, you know, we getting no. Getting out of the system. Getting he, he out of the system, goes to the summer camp. And the first songs, and I'm like, I know this guitar beat. Like, how do I know this? And all of a sudden, it's Stephen Curtis Chapman's The Great Adventure, one of the biggest Christian hits from the 1990s, dude. Like early 90s, nine, like 92, 93. And I'm like, I mean, I look at each other, I start laughing hysterically. And this musical has all '90s Christian music, CCM, and they're dancing to it, and they're singing to it. And they've honestly a lot of these songs have never sounded better. Like some of these songs, like that Michael Lee Smith jam, it's never sounded better than it sounded in this movie. And so, um, that for sure was the best in this movie. It's never sounded as good as it sounded in this film. Not only that, the dancing was fun, the characters were fun, and at the end, there was some legit emotional payoff. Like, I, this soundtrack was in our second car playing all the time this year, a week away on Netflix. If you grew up going to summer camp at your church, if you grew up in the 90s and youth group world listening to, like, CCM music, this will make you laugh, and it'll make you cringe in a good way. So I say a week away is my number five. What do you got next, brother man? All right, so my two of five is Ghostbusters Afterlife. It was. It was the the script was perfect. Um, paid paid homage to Egon. Mm-hmm. Egon passed who, away. Who in passed real in real life? Um, directed by the son. Yeah. The, so he kept Reitman's boy. Yeah. The the storyline was great. Um, a little bit of cheese, but nostalgia central. They did. Um, the casting perfect. That Egon's granddaughter, is, st- she's amazing, but even her little uh, uh, podcast is hilarious. Like, podcast all, was so funny. Like, all the character and, and, and thinking the um, best is you think Paul Rudd's gonna be something, and he's not, <laughs> <laughs> he's not what you think he's gonna be. I couldn't believe what I realized what he was. I'm like, I never saw this coming, yeah. Uh, but again, love the movie. Great movie. If you've not seen it, it's coming out on uh, to rent, for it was sooner. a blast. It's a blast of a movie, and Ghost to Three, fantastic. Okay, my next one. Is currently streaming on Disney Plus. Disney gave it to us as a present. It came out only a month and a half ago, and released it on Disney Plus already for Christmas Eve. It's an animated film called Encanto. I went and saw this in the theater with my family. I wasn't expecting what this movie was. I knew it was a Columbia, which is, is, is Latin American, but it's not. Coco is Mexican. This is not Mexican. Yeah. Like Mexican music this is Spanish. This is this is like this is South, South American. This is like this is salsa and this this, this music is like mariachi music is what like tejano. It, like Coco is tejano mariachi. This is not that. This is tango and salsa and that kind of music. But still it has it's like it's like it's like a cousin of Mexicans, you know what I'm saying? This movie I went and saw it. And the message of this film, the message of this film that you are more than your talents, you're more than what you can bring to the table it like it literally ministered to me as a person like I was in that theater and I was choked up because I'm like, man, like I don't have to perform to be loved and that it was just a beautiful film. it looked beautiful to look at great music there's a song called um, we don't talk about Bruno, that's just, as Tony says, a banger. It's badass. And Leguizamo plays a great character, and... Dude, you know it's him, too. You can hear it in his voice. If you bring Leguizamo to the table, the movie's better. I mean, Leguizamo makes any movie that much better immediately. Like, him in Nothing But The Holidays. It just <sighs> <laughs> That movie is- I know. Oh. Encanto... Like, Of all the... Listen, Pixar had a great year. Disney had a great year. Uh, Raya came out this year. Um, What else came out this year? Luca, a great film, came out this year. But for me, Encanto was the movie that grabbed my heart. and I've I've seen it four times already. Was the Jamie Foxx one this year? No, it was was end of 2020. Okay. Oh, that's right. We did it last year. Yep. Next one. All right. My next one is with our boy Odenkirk. Oh, my gosh. Nobody. Nobody was a kind of equalizer meets john wick you know just everyday dad twist and turns badass ex-military i mean it's just the world beats up on the dude and he's just trying to live a regular life but that's just not how always and weird everybody treats him like a nobody oh man and he's content with it <laughs> he just dude do his but he wants to be a nobody because he knows he's a somebody He's trying to pretend, he's pretending to be a nobody. He's yes. walking through life, just getting pushed around by his father-in-law, his brother-in-law, his, his, his wife, wife, the garbage man. Dude, the neighbor. Oh, the neighbor. His what? kid, his oh son. Treats him like nothing. But you know who thinks he's just somebody? His daughter. And it's oh. the most beautiful thing ever, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. It, that th- listen, listen, there was not a better action here this year. Nobody the action was so It was insane, dude. It wasn't it was it was raw. His was his fi- demeanor, like the when he flips, his like the persona is incredible. You're like, okay. He he, he convinced me. <laughs> like he- And you have Christopher Lloyd, especially oh! Lloyd, just as some seasoning, as a little bit of garnish it was to sweeten the pot. Yep. And man, is to sweeten the pot. <laughs> Lloyd is so good at this. He's doing amazing. It. So nobody worth a watch. It's currently out to rent right now on any of your streaming services. $5.99. My third one is, again, going to be a stinking controversial pick, dude. My number three is Zack Snyder's Justice League. <sighs> HBO Max gave Zack Snyder money to finish. because Justice League comes out. Justice League comes out, and it comes out in 2020 or, ni- or 2019, does terrible. I watched it with the theaters. It's awful. Everyone starts hashtagging release the Snyder cut, right? Well, HBO Max launches a brand new service. They're like, you know, we need some like press. We need some big bangers to show our channel off. So they give Zack Snyder like three million bucks. Say, go ahead and re edit this ad, special effects, fin- uh, have re-score some of the scenes. T- Over three hours long. The original was an hour and a half. This is twice the length. So I'm like, so I decide to prepare for it. I watched the original Man of Steel, which is two-thirds of a great movie. The last third of that movie sucks. I watched the director's cut of, Man, of Batman versus Superman, which I've never seen. Because the original cut of the movie, two and a half hours, not very good. The three-hour cut of the film... So just adding a half an hour, change it that much? <sighs> I'm not saying it's good. You still have Eisenberg as Luther. Not a good casting Ugh, choice. Oh, gross. There's still... It's still has some missteps. It still has the Martha scene, which is infamous. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> I've never... I've, I've, I've seen it once and I'll never watch it again. Dude, so I, I, I watch it, and what they did was, at least there's a heart to the film. The story, there's of tissue. I'm like, oh, you cut out all the things that made people human. Like you, all this was plot with no character. The HF Hour gave you character development, and it made the movie watchable. So it's not high praise, but it made it better. Just like I turn the movie on, opening scene of that movie, I'm like, whoa, this is a different movie. And we're, I'm watching this film and I'm looking at Angie the whole time going, is this good? And the whole time, like in the original the original release, The Flash was a comic relief. The Flash was Lamesville. I don't know how to be a hero. And he, oh, who played The Flash? Um, some young kid, I don't know, Ezra Miller, I think his name is. Um, but in this new one, he is a hero. He's not some punk, lame comic relief junkie. He, at the end, he's not pushing a pickup truck up a hill. That's that, that, that's his big moment in the end. In this, he literally, if I could turn back time. Oh, he does the Superman <laughs> dude, reverse the world thing? It's oh, and it, the way it's filmed, it's because they, dude, there's a scene at the end where they, lo- and it's, I'm watching like, what? Because they cut so much from the movie, seeing it re-put together again. I there's a scene with the flash where he saves this girl in the street. Uh, Iris. He saves Iris. It's It's as good as the Quicksilver scenes from X Men. It's that good. So I say this movie worth the three hour uh runtime, give it a watch. Okay. Now I'm cheating with this next one. Cheat No cheat um, you no cheat. No cheat. <laughs> um there is a trilogy called Fear Street that came out on Netflix, and it's three-part, but the movies connect. Three decades, right? It's like three moments in time. They're not even... Okay. Like, the first one is 1994, which is... Um, the soundtrack, incredible. Oh, man. Everything about it is incredible. And it's R.L. Stein, Yes. From Goosebumps, yes. which is great! And then there's... um, uh, Let's see. I know there's... 80s, okay, the 80s. Because there's a camp. Yes. And then there's like witch times. Oh my God. And gosh. it all connects. So the third one is actually the oldest one, which connects all three. And, and it, it's, it, it works. It's awesome. And there's crazy kills. For R.L. Stein, you think it's going to be PG. It's rated R, hard R. Wow. So you get the almost like the scream type thing for the 90s, you get the Jason deal, and then you get the witch. It's really good. It's done. It's really and they actually tied all together in the third movie. I mean, they come out of the third one to right now, and it's all it ends tied in like it's awesome how they do it. That's stinking. It's really cool. If you can sync that landing, you're the man, dude. I was actually very impressed. Like a lot of my like diehard horror friends were even like, "This is pretty badass." Nice. So, Fear Street, watch them in order. They tie in. It's great. Okay. I'm going my next one. Number, my number two pick is a film called Come On, Come On. Now, I spent the last week of my life watching all the Academy Award darlings, all the movies are coming out that are going to try to take awards. Like I went and watched Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. I watched Edgar Wright's stinking um, last night in Soho. I've been watching all the big movies from the big directors, okay? I watched this Come On, Come On with Joaquin Phoenix. It's black and white. It's a very art house kind of film. If you want to watch it right now? You just sold it to me. I'm going to watch it probably this it's week. It's 19.99 to rent it. Damn, I know. So, this movie, how do you explain it? I'll say it this way, very simply. Joaquin Phoenix and his sister are estranged. She calls him up and says, "I need help with my boy, who's kind of a little uh, troubled. Oh, shit. He's a little troubled. He's ten years <laughs> old, though. He's not like, or maybe he's like, he's like nine years old." But he, he's troubled. He has no you know, so Joaquin's boy get together and just she's seeing a man having to learn how to deal with a child. And she, like How how is he like our age in this? Joaquin's like forty two years yeah, old, yeah. Okay. He's our age, never had a kid in his life, so he's trying to figure out how, to, how do I take care of this kid Okay bedtime and feeding him. It would be like me trying to take over with a kid. For like weeks. <laughs> It'd be like me trying to take little Nuztoe for a couple months. And the first few days would just be like playtime. I'd be like, you want cereal for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But then we had a real life with the kid. And dude, there's some again, Joaquin as an actor, with he's one of the best we have. He's amazing, bro. In this I've film, seen him in shit movies, but his his Performance is so incredible, I'm like, you got to watch it. If you like Joaquin, come on, come on again. It's two hours. It's emotional. It's slow burn. Worth the payoff. I like the black and white. I love it, dude. I like that. There are are scenes that we all mess you up, though, yo. Love it. Go ahead. Okay, my last one. No particular order. It snuck its way in last week. Don't Look Up with Leo. (gasps) Oh. That's my number five. Oh, it, oh, I'm telling you, the Netflix? star, the the cast is so unreal. I don't know. If they got J Law and DiCaprio, dude, and Jonah, Jonah Hill, Hill, Meryl Streep, bro. They got bangers in this movie, and it's the um Leo and Jennifer Lawrence are Michigan State astronomers. I heard there's a lot of it's filmed in Michigan, isn't it, dude? The, the, uh, one of the last scenes, he's like, I'm in Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> I said, that's, holy smokes. That's awesome. But it, it just shows you today's climate with social media and just how everybody cares so much about superstars and influencers and all that stuff. When something devastating is going to happen, nobody wants to hear about it because they don't want to be interrupted. Man. And it's almost- Isn't the weekend of discouraging, depressing because of that stuff? No, I mean. it's truthful in what what it is today. It's exactly how people are handling covid I don't want anything to disrupt my my world right now. Everybody's got a different opinion. But this is fact. Like, the world's ending. And the story and how everything unfolds is genius. And it is sad because it's true. It's like nail on the head. It was it like the first time it. I watched it, Idiocracy. I was wow. like, that is going to become a, <laughs> bi- a biography and not a comedy. <laughs> Dang it. So this movie, watch it. The entertainment and the is truth. it funny? It's there's a lot of funny stuff, but it's not really meant to be. But there is, and um, watch it. It's awesome. Jonah Hill's great. DiCaprio, can DiCaprio you know is amazing. Can do no wrong in my eyes. None. Dude. My number one blockbuster city, dude. Here we go. Currently in the theater. We're not gonna. It's we're not gonna spoil because this movie's too big. Spider Man No Way Home. Incredible. This young kid playing Spider-Man, Tom Holland. I'm gonna, he, he might be the best Spider-Man we've ever had. And this film, this movie, it's, um, I mean, the last movie ends with the revelation that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. This movie, it's, it balances all its pieces. There's real stakes, real decisions, real consequences. Great supporting cast. I can't say anything more because I don't want to spoil this stuff for you. Oh, I want to do a spoiler review of this movie. I know. But I'll just say this. We loved it. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, good to see it again. Everything that I wanted from a movie experience. And more. People cheering in the theater. Yes. Oh, yeah. In Flint, dude. People just rowdy. The yeah, I love people cheering, clapping. I had a blast at the theater, and it's the first movie of the COVID to break the billion again. Yes, so it help bring movies back, baby! Bring movies back! So those are our top ten of our films. Hopefully, they get good recommendations for you to go watch. Now for our music, Let's blow through these. I'll start off. Okay, here we go. My first one: Coldplay's new one, "Music of the Spheres." I know some people with dog Coldplay and call him lame. Whatever, I, I like them. They're em. awesome. This new album, we listened to it in the car, I mean, the kids just bobbing our heads. And I they- don't really like the single too much. This the Korean one? I don't know. There's a <laughs> one-there's a there's one song where BTS, is that what they're called? The, oh, the, the Korean super band are in yes. it. And they're singing, they're singing like their parts in Korean. It's crazy. That's wild. But the beats are pretty good. So Coldplay, I always liked them. This I loved every album. There was a one album after he got divorced that was so sad. That like bummed me out. This one is just a sugar pop, happy fun time drive with the kids, good album. What's your what you got? All right, my first one because it's my favorite punk band of all time, Face to Face put out a new record this year called No Way Out But Through, and it's classic Face to Face, um, fast paced drums, great you know great punk rock. It's a solid album. Awesome, and it's what I want to hear from Face to Face, just like. Ghostbusters was what I wanted from Ghostbusters. I hear you. My next one is a surprise because I, okay, I don't like listening to worship music, like, like churchy worship, because I just don't like it. I don't know. It's, a lot of it seems kind of sugar pop. <sighs> I, I always say things. So anyways, this album's called Old Church Basement by Elevation Worship and Maverick City. And Maverick City, I've always kind of liked them, what they're doing, so I listen to this album. And man, there were some songs that just encouraged me, and I'd listen to... And has kind of like a gospel-infused sound to it, a like gospel music, and I like that. I like that. I just like the album a lot. It's called Old Church Basement. Had some great songs in it. I might check it out. I like Elevation. Go ahead. All right, my second is the new Chevelle record. Solid hard rock. You love Chevelle? Yeah, for he's so long. got a great voice. He's got a um, almost like a Maynard Tool thing going with his voice. A uh, solid three-piece hard rock band. Love it. Oh, uh, new album. Love the three-piece, dude. It's dude. great. It's great. I, we, I, me, and my girlfriend went and seen them at the first big festival after COVID, and they were the co-headliner the first night before Corn. And the, in my opinion, they stole the whole weekend. Oh, they were that's they were awesome. amazing. That's awesome. New album is called. Mm, how do you pronounce that? I can't pronounce that. Nira Tias. Well, it's great. Check it out if you like Chevelle, if you like hard rock, and just. Solid three piece heavy metal. Okay. My next one's not, you can't even get it unless you go to Kickstarter. Andrew Senga is a personal friend of mine out in Nashville. That's hasn't, your boy, dude. He hasn't made an album in like five, six years. He went on uh, head, uh, Kickstarter and he said, Kickstarter my new album, I'll give you the acoustic uh, album up front. I, I Kickstarter him, get the new album. It was on repeat for weeks. It's just him. How do you say it? Okay. The church during all this COVID, Trump election, like right-left stuff, church kind of came out looking kind of dirty. Kind of like teamed up with Republicans, got in bed with Trump, Yeah, don't look too great, you know what I'm saying? Um, So this guy saw that happening, wrote an album just about, you know what, the church might make dumb mistakes, but Jesus is pretty cool. And I like that album, man. I'm like, you know, church can be dumb, but Jesus is my boy, dude, and... Just some good songs, honest songs. I love the album. So, Andrew Senga, you blew you, blew you my boy! <laughs> the uh, um, it album's called Headwaters, coming out 2022, but the kick, acoustic's available on Kickstarter right now. Uh, all right. That is your boy. He's been your boy. Uh, my third pick is Stabbing Westward put on a four-song EP. Love the EP, it's, it's classic Stabbing Westward, um, industrial... Heavy, his voice sounds better than ever. Um, me and the flannel crew went and seen Stabbing for two years ago, and they were phenomenal at the machine shop. It was just unbelievable how good they were. So when this came out, it was a great four-song, you know, just from a great band. My next album is also an EP. It's available on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to music. It's called The Cedars EP by Cassia Rasheed Franklin. I, got Kassia, Kassia, I can't say it. Kasaya Franklin. He's the son of a very famous gospel singer. Kirk Franklin? Kirk Franklin. Oh, man. And you think he's going to be like his dad, because you know father's son? Yeah. He told his pops, I don't want... Don't produce this. I don't want your, your leads. I'm going to do this on my own. It's a small little indie release, okay? I turn it on, I'm expecting one thing. Like, you know what? You, you expect Kirk Franklin Jr. Yeah, yeah. Gospel, like... Dude, what comes out of this young man... It surprised me, encouraged me, his voice, silky smooth like butter. This EP is legit. I cannot wait for his full album to come out. This kid has talent for days, and I can't wait lyrically, musically, to hear what he does next. Kasaya Franklin, the kid's a straight up OG, dude. He's only sick 22 years old. I'm going to check that out. The I'd- Cedars EP. I'm. I'm actually very curious. It's uh, Spotify. Spotify. Yep. Cool. I'll check. I it mean, out. T- you, you, you'll start. You go. What is this? It will. It, it's not what you think it's going to be. And it's. It's. It's not CCM radio vomit on the stinking radio. You know what I'm saying? It's. It's. Good. It's. There's real talent behind it. All right, my number four is I. I stumbled across this girl on satellite radio. Um, her, I love when that happens. Dude, I name, love dude, when that happens. Have you, did you check this out? I haven't listened to this yet. Wow. Really? Wow. Okay, her name's Girl in Red. Now, I was trying to find albums, and I couldn't find much on Spotify, but what I found was a Spotify singles release. There's only two songs on this. Two of my favorite songs of the year. They, these songs, she's got a few more that you can find. Like, We Fell in Love in October is amazing. But the two that are on the Spotify singles by Girl in Red are bananas. They're, I'm telling you, if you listen to them, what style? What is it? What? It's like folky indie oh, girl, oh, oh. acoustic. Awesome, dude. I'm in with like, I mean, hooks for days, bro. Whoa, I I'm, love I'm, it. You're gonna freak if you show Angie. She's gonna be like, holy smokes. So, Girl in Red, that's my that's my number four. Okay, and my number one for the year. Also an EP, it's called Rotten Tomatoes EP by Colony House. Now, Colony House, this is Chapman's son. What? And his first album was called like Caleb or something. And it was just like, it was CCM. And then he went through a life-altering traumatic event. Yes, he did. This young kid, like 18, 20, probably 20, 21 years old, whatever, 18 to 20. I was in Nashville when it happened. I was in a movie theater, and it came across my screen. bing, Twitter. This kid got in his car to go out, was backing up, didn't know his little sister was behind the car playing with blocks or playing with chalk. And there was a car accident, and there was an accident in the driveway, and his little sister passed away. And Stephen Chris Chapman said, "It's like I lost two children that day. I lost my daughter and my son. I lost my son, because he the guilt just oh, shut never him down. Same. He'll never be the same. Years go by, and he puts, out, he, he puts his new band together, Colony House. First album comes out. I give it a try. I'm like, I don't like his early stuff, the Caleb stuff. So I, I give it a try. He comes out of the gate, and he deals with what happened in his first album. And since then, he's not making CCM. He's making music. Nice. He's not being played nowhere, but his stuff has an edge. It's fun. His first jam feels like Beastie Boys on this new Seeking EP. I was like, my man. Like, Colony House, I dig what they're doing. It's just sounds great, mixed great, produced well. The lyrics, there's a song called Lights On, and it's just about, like, basically, I thought the lights were on. I thought I heard a song welcome me in, me in, and I came in, you guys didn't want me. Like, it's, dang. I, I'm like, I know what this is about, dang! Um, Dude, he, he, Colony House EP, or the Rotten Tomatoes EP by Colony House, i can't wait for the full album 2022 it's a great great ep all right my last best rock and roll band today of all time medicine at midnight by the foo fighters it's a slamming rock creative just everything you want a rock band to do nowadays that nobody's doing Yes. I just watched their live, uh, they have a live, on YouTube, they have a whole live set from like New York, Madison Square Garden, I think. Fantastic. I, I'm sure it was amazing. Not only that, I've listened to all week, I've been listening to the DG's album, which is so oh, fun. I haven't heard that. I heard oh, it's great. dude. If you didn't know, Foo Fighters did a whole project this year where they covered BG's songs and they called their new band, or they called the Foo Fighters, the DG's, Dave Grohl. That's funny. And it's all BG's jams, and Grohl can get his voice high. He's great, dude. He's... I it's love It's such Jay's a role. funny album, dude. It's great. He's a he's a hilarious dude. The he's the guy. He put rock out a book. I heard the book's incredible. Really? Yeah, he wrote a book this year. I love reading his stuff for the Atlantic and, and the second um, the Rolling Stones. He writes, he's a good writer too. Oh, sweet. Yeah. He wrote he, he wrote an album during the the COVID pandemic called Like We Miss Concerts. And it was a it was an ode to live music. Fantastic nice. article. We'll post it in the the comments. There's some, there's some albums for you to look at, depending on what you like. Which, you know, if this is something you like, give it a listen to. Now, our hardest category, TV. Yes. Because TV takes a lot of time to watch whole seasons. I mean, you can binge them fast, but it's still hours of your life. So I watch more TV this year than I've watched in a long time. I actually have five shows. So start, I do too easily. I'll start I, off. I, I erased a couple and put different ones in. So I'll start off with my number five and give this... This one is seems cheesy, but it's better than any, any right to be. Me and my kids watch this cartoon called Jurassic Park: Camp Cretaceous, Jurassic like World: Camp Cretaceous. And in the cartoon, Jurassic like World Park, the movie happens. On? Netflix. The cart, the movie happens. World happens. Remember, the, and the dinosaurs get out of the, out of the out of the park, and these kids get stuck. They get obe- like left in the park. These six kids, and. The the movies happen around them. Part one happens, then part two happens around them. There are another watching the new season just recently. There was a moment that scared, the whole, all of us in the room got scared so bad. I literally just, like, I got scared. I was like, holy God! Like, And like, yeah. we got through that scene, and Lena goes, Dad, did you say holy God? I'm like, yes. Well, he is. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I mean, it scared me out of my chonies. It was so good, Dang, dude. Dang, Tina. Has the, the, the musical cues are correct? Has the sound effects right with the, the raptors and T-Rex? Just a fun ride. There's four seasons. Season four just came out. Really love the show. Dope. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, You have some dope shows on here, I got Cody. some great ones. So, first Midnight Mass, dude. <sighs> Creators of uh, Haunting of Hill House. Holy smokes. It's seven banging episodes. You sent me some clips the, of this s- show. The stinking tension is unreal. And the crescendo to the end is unreal unbelievable to the last scene to the end credits of the last episode it's unbelievable tony showed me some scenes out of this the show uh, and these with the priest so it's very much in the religious worlds for me i'm like i'm tense watching the service and service in this show there's straight up sermons in this, this show and it's unbelievable i i cannot recommend this more like watch midnight mass if you haven't seen it okay now, here's what I'm going to recommend to you that's not for kids. This, this next show I have for me is called Invincible, okay? Invincible's a cartoon, but it's not for children at all. It's a rated R cartoon. There's blood in ways you can't imagine. Language, it's, okay, first of all, the, the, the main hero, voiced by J.K. Simmons. So Oh, hoo-yah! I love it. Then you got Stephen Yang, the Yang from um, Walking Dead. The Asian kid. He oh, plays, the, nice. he plays the, the son of Jackie Simmons. He's invincible. It's about a kid who's a superhero trying to learn from his dad how to do this. And there are twists in this story. It is... I don't want to spoil this for you. I tell you what you do. If you like superheroes at all, give episode one a shot. 45 minutes on Amazon Prime streaming for free. Episode one a shot. When that first episode ends, you'll go, holy Beep! And you'll be in. It is a mature, realistic, what if superheroes really exist in the world, what would it be like? Dude, they're, they're, it's it's real good, dude. It's so good. Invincible. Give, watch episode one, dude. See what you think. I'm going to check it out. Okay. I never even heard of it. That's so good, Tony. You sold me with J.K. Simmons. Oh, do Simmons. I love Simmons. It's, it's a cartoon that swears. Oh, you know it. Done, son. <laughs> All right, number two, this show I found it on Discovery Plus. Never even heard of it before. Discovery Plus? Yes. You can pay for Discovery Plus on the only... Okay, I got a buddy at work that loves uh, ghost shows. Okay. So I'm a big Zach Baggins fan. I love ghost adventures, ghost yep. you know, hunters, all this stuff. So he said, if you get Discovery Plus, you get it all. So... What are you looking at, dude? Don't do that. That's scary. I'm looking do at it. the time of the podcast. Uh, okay, <laughs> like, so. I'm looking at Midnight Mass. I'm looking at Destination Fear. <laughs> <laughs> so this show, Destination Fear, it is about four childhood friends. They get into Winnebago, and they go to the most haunted locations in the country. And when they get to these haunted locations, they have, like, like uh, one of the things they do that no other show does is they find the four most active places in the buildings they're at. So, like, there'll be the gas chamber, or and um, the infirmary, um, you know, the like whatever the four most haunted spots, active spots are. They draw in a hat, and each one of them gets one, and they have to spend the night in that spot by themselves, with them and a camera. So, there's four different things happening, and there's four different people, and there's stuff that happens in this show. That is so unreal with EVPs, things you hear, things you see visually that they can slow-mo. They've got um, tools that can measure the heat index and the temperature changes. And every once in a while, you you will hear something. And it's if you're watching it and it's dark and you're allowing your mind to expand, every episode you're going to get some stuff that you you will lose sleep. It's incredible. The ride is unbelievable. Destination fear on Discovery Plus. You love getting scared. Glutton for (laughs) punch. My number three pick. Here we go. You watch a lot of these on YouTube for free. It's a show out of Britain. My wife and I love Britain television, BBC stuff. This is called. The goes wrong show. i have heard it's very uncomfortable. The goes wrong show. Now I used to do theater when I was in high school. I love being in theater, love being on i learn be on stage with people. It was it was for four years I did I did plays and I loved it. I did mostly children's plays, a couple of more like you know, just like musicals you know with the with the high school troupe and stuff. This is a play that's going wrong as you watch it. It's done for a live studio audience, and it's going wrong on purpose, but it goes wrong in ways How can I, you watch that, dude? Listen. It's just you're the guy that walks into the kitchen when something gets too intense. I know you I do, but because I did drama, I've been there when something goes wrong on stage. You got to just go with it. You got to go with it because yeah. the show must go on. When it's live, you, I mean, there are times. I remember one time I stick was out. I was out waiting for my cue, and someone fell down in the hallway. I was trying to help him up. I'm like, you okay? The person, was older guy. oh, man, my leg. Now so I hear the person just yelling my the line for me to come in over and over again because I'm not coming in. Like, they're trying to, like, extend the seat. I can't Dude, handle so that. So this play is just stuff like that all day long of just things going wrong, the set not being right, and it's Jeez. every, we've watched the whole season two came out this year, 2021, it's funny. If you want to watch what will blow your mind, watch the Christmas special. I'm not watching any of it. The Nativity episode is so I good, can't dude. It. dude. Dude, Gabriel up on the wires, dude. Think it just comes crashing down. Oh. Dude, it's great. Dude. It's called- I can't. I can't wait to. I put myself in the shoes of the people. I'm, that I'm he's saying it. To. I'm saying it's called the Goes Wrong show, and they they, they 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 intentionally mess it up, but it's done so well, it still feels real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's called the Goes Wrong show. I truly, truly watch it and like and just laugh my head off, dude. The Goes Wrong show, watch it on YouTube. All right, my third, um, John Combs actually told me to watch this show. It's called Evil. It's on Paramount Plus. It's just, it's an it's an awesome show with a psychologist. A, a guy who debunks things who's super smart, and a um, and the first two are atheists, and a priest in training, who in in <sighs> their job is to investigate uh, cases that are brought before the Catholic Church. It's a great premise. It, I'm telling you, it is. You, This is another one. There's some stuff in it. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, a, a lot of exorcism stuff. Cool. A lot of evil, evil. I mean, the show's titled Evil for a reason. It's, But, I mean, um, you get the classic love story, drama. Everything's in this show. It's fantastic. Half an hour, hour? What do you got? Um, I want to say 40, 48 minutes. Okay, 48 minutes. Okay. My next one was a surprise hit of the year for me. It's my number two for the year. Only Murders in the Building. Which if you wouldn't have put it on, it would have been on mine. Yeah. Because it's incredible. It's on Hulu. Bro, you want to talk about people that just know, do it right. Comedic okay. geniuses. I heard about You know why I didn't watch it? Because I heard it was Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selma Go- Gomez. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. <laughs> Which Selena Gomez is Absolutely incredible. I mean, listen, I didn't know this. Look, I'm like, oh, they're probably make it, trying to make it cool for young people. So I didn't give it a chance. But some people, I heard all my friends saying, you got to give it a chance. Like, am like, okay, so I turn it on. First of all, it's a half hour. The easiest watch of it's all time. It's a little just like a nom, 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 And it's... Oh, and it's, it's it and leaves like, you wanting so bad. What great... And it comes out every week, so you got to wait. The cliffhangers were fantastic. Oh. And... Steve Martin, Martin Short—they still got it. Oh, they are comedic legends. They're so funny. There's little things they do that nobody else can <laughs> Dude, do. Just laughing. There's a whole episode where nobody talks. It's so good, and, and it- you don't realize till the end because you're watching it through the eyes of the deaf son. It's, it's so good, crazy. Dude, this the show is, and there's some. Cameos, big oh, big there's stars, cameos dude. for days, dude. I loved this show. It was so. I cannot wait for season two. You know what? I I turn on because my wife loves murder mysteries. I'm like, let's so much was a murder mystery. turned on and she me and my wife watched it together, have popcorn. Just it was a great night. A great. It's a night. blast. Okay, your next All right, one. My number four was the hit of the year. Hit for of the year. Everybody. I mean, to a point where it was one. It was the number one costume for kids. No, it was Yes, it was. Little kids that cannot watch the show, <laughs> Squid Game. It was bonkers. <laughs> I mean, when you get through the first episode, you're like, I don't know what this is, <laughs> but I'm watching next week. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Man. Very vulgar. It was a phenomenon, though. It was, and it's not even in English, is it? It's dubbed. Oh, it's dubbed? Yeah, you, you can, can you can watch it where you read it, it? or you can watch it dubbed. And you watch it dubbed? Uh, Yeah. There's there's so much going on. And and visually, it's so incredible. You have to watch. So, I mean, once you get used to the overacting and the dubs. Well, it's it's South Korean. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you want to talk about cliffhangers, bro. Holy cow. Every game, every episode's a different game. And it's just. What a hook. Whoa. (laughs) All I can say is it was the. The premise... The finale was a little anticlimactic, but it sets you up for the next season. The fin- Basically, it's like people are playing children's games for money. Yep, to the death. To but the you don't death. realize. <laughs> it's so nuts! My number one for the year, which is controversial. This year was the year Marvel finally started releasing TV shows. I watched every single TV show Marvel produced, enjoyed every one of them. Enjoyed Loki and Captain America: Winter Soldier. I enjoyed What If. I enjoyed Hawkeye. But the show that took... like, like I, I, WandaVision. If you like me, I grew up with TV. I, I'm like Scrooged. I grew up watching Wicked Knights. So I, yep. I, I watched TV that was way early, older than myself. Yes. I watched Murray Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke, Mr. Ed, Green Acres, um... What's that one stupid, uh, the hillbilly uh, acting show? Green Acres? No, the hillbilly, like, uh, skit show. Oh, um. Hee-haw! hee <laughs> Look, I watch all those old bewitched. Uh, See, the- I loved Gunsmoke. <laughs> and it, what was there? was another Western that was real good. I don't know. There's a couple that I really like, though. Black and white. Old. So I watch all these old shows. And so WandaVision is a ode to old TV. And it goes through 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, into the 90s, 2000s, yes. And I'm watching it. And it's not only the story progressing, but you're going through time in television. Yeah. And I it's so good that you are you don't know what you're watching for like three episodes. It's you're what, like, What the hell? Am I can't I believe Marvel Green. It's so it's so unique. And the story Once you get it, it's genius. genius. Like what? My, my wife Wanda's her favorite character. I've always loved the Vision. I thought this show was dark. It was mystery, mysterious, and it was so like the Malcolm in the Middle episode was. It was unreal. With the with the uncle, it was just <laughs> so good. <laughs> Dude, I love this show. I I've, i I watched it more than once, and the that show WandaVision coming Doctor Strange episode uh, part two coming out. Directed by Sam Raimi. Rainey. Sam Raimi's doing Star Trek Strange Part 2. If you want to understand Part 2 of Doctor Strange, you have to watch WandaVision to understand it. It's a very important show for the universe. What a show. Your number one, All baby. Right, my number one, and this is in order. This is my number one show right now. Cobra Kai Season 4 came out New Year's Eve. I finished it. New Year's <laughs> Eve. Ten episodes, half an hour a pop. I finished that, I sat and watched it, and I am so upset that I have to wait, because it ended so unbelievable, if you love the Ralph Macchio Karate Kid series, 1, 2, and 3, if you love that, this is going to blow your socks off, I mean, have you watched any of this, no, what is wrong with you? I I was scared of it. The throwbacks are... And they're using the same actors. It's unbelievable. I mean, they are not skimping. These guys aren't even actors anymore. They're using them. It's just... The writers are genius. If you loved The Karate Kid 1984 and you loved Part 2 when he goes to Okinawa and even 3, which I thought I hated, this show is making me like it. It's weird how so, like, Creed 2, Rocky 4, I loved. Creed 2 made it better. Oh, yeah. Creed 2, Rocky 4, how is that possible? It, it was already the best one. It made it better. It did. It's that good. Cobra Kai season 4, watch it, but watch one, two, and three first.
1: It's, Dang it. It's genius.
0: Dang it. There's scenes in this with people that you didn't know you loved so much. I gotta go down this rabbit hole with you, dude. I gotta go eventually. I, I cannot gotta- believe you haven't. I was scared. I was scared that they were, they're were going to do that whole Cruella Deville or uh, what's that called? Not malignant. Um, what's that girl? The witch that Angelina Jolie played. Maleficent. Maleficent. I thought I was going to make the villain the hero. I thought they were going to try to chump Ralph macho. So I don't want to see that. But no, they don't, no, they don't chump them, do they? No. Dang it. Him and Johnny are like neck and neck with the, the best around. And the <laughs> montages are great. Oh, dude. They got a montage. There's a bunch of Rocky callbacks in season four. There's a Apollo Creed Rocky speech that Johnny's student gives him. And he's like, well, can I be Rocky? Why do I got to be Apollo? And he's and his student's like, because Apollo's more badass. <laughs> oh, amazing, dude. Dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, dude, Okay, so that's for us some of our favorite media from the year. We hope this gives you some good ideas on what to listen to, what to watch, what to rent. We just enjoy good stories. We enjoy good music. We enjoy being entertained. We enjoy being changed. So hopefully this is helpful to you. Um, how can you support the show? You get a dollar a month on patreon.com patreon.comslash redrumthetray. Um, it pays the bills up the podcast. Go. Uh, you buy a t shirt at redrum.threadless.com. We have our Dane Gino, raised by Movies, and Redrum Classic. And if you listen to our Matrix podcast, you know our next t-shirt design is already being illustrated by uh, artists for us. It's going to be fantastic. Wait. It's good. So if you have not heard Matrix Revolution, uh, Re- 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 Resurrection's podcast right before this one, give it a listen and hear about the fourth episode or the fourth design coming out this year. You usually listen to the podcast on iTunes Podcast Store or on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like the show, you leave a review. You can follow the show on facebook.com Red Room Theatre. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you in two weeks right here at the Red Room Theatre. Since I was a little boy with the toy gun.